Oh man, I'm so excited for this episode. Welcome back everybody to the center of college football. And the Pac-12 has come out and released their official schedules for the 2020 season, pending that it happens. Yes, I know that, <coughs> excuse me, I'm aware that the ACC has released their schedule, but I am waiting to go over that for two reasons. One, the non-conference games have not been announced yet, and two, it's just the games that every team is going to be playing. There's a lot of factors that go into who's going to win a game, you know, when it is, what bye weeks you have, who you have around that. There's a lot of games on here that I think one team would win under most circumstances, but where it lines up in the schedule, that's not going to happen. So for this, I guess, mini-series under reviews and previews, I'm just going to be going conference by conference because college football is supposed to start in two and a half weeks. And we only have an official schedule for one conference. I don't have time to go through and do every single team. So little overview on how this is going to work. It's going to be a lot more casual than my reviews and previews episodes that go team by team. I'm not going to analyze every team as much. While I'd love to and I love doing research for you guys, I know that neither of us want to be sitting here for three hours. Me recording, you listening. Because that's one problem that I've always had with these shows is they go on two, three hours. And I try to keep mine under an hour as best I can. These might be a little bit longer, but remember, I'm analyzing 12 to 14 teams at a time. So I'll try to keep it under an hour. Um, but again, I'll, I'm going to shorten these down. Uh, and how I'm going to do this is I'm going to go through every single team's schedule. So yes, I will be technically be covering each game twice. But I feel like that's the best way to do it. And I will be going over, since this is reviews and previews, I will be going over the previous season of every single team as well. So again, this is the Pac-12 episode, so let's kick this off reviewing the Pac-12 champion, the Oregon Ducks. This team had a really good season, and it was kind of expected. I mean, they, they jumped from 9-4 and four to 12-2. and two. They started out the season... Not so great. Uh, lost on a last-second connection from Bo Nix to Seth Williams uh, against the Auburn Tigers in the Advocare kickoff game. But they bounced back. They won eight, nine straight games. Um, we're sitting 9-1, and one, had clinched the Pac-12 North. We're looking to be in prime position to get into the playoffs as probably the four seed. And then they walked into Tempe. And the amazing combo of Jaden Daniels and his receivers, mainly Brandon Ayuk, with a downfield shot to Ayuk, they lost and were knocked out of the playoff race, but they didn't let that demoralize them. They knocked out rival Oregon State, ran through the last playoff eligible team in the Pac-12, Utah, in the Pac-12 championship game, stopping a mud hole in them, beating them by 22, and then went to the Rose Bowl game and knocked out a pretty dang good Wisconsin team. This team does lose their quarterback, Justin Herbert, which I think is going to create a lot of problems for them. And one thing that sucks is Oregon is easily the biggest loser out of every single team with this new schedule and it's not because of who they add it's the way the schedule is lining up it's just not good for them uh, they they have 
hard games around each other. They have a lot. They have a lot, and I mean a lot of trap games in this. So I think they're going to be a phenomenal team. They're going to be a lot better than their record shows, though, because of these trap games. Next, we'll move on to the second place finisher in the Pac-12 with the Washington Huskies. This team kind of disappointed. They bounced around the top 25 in and out all year. Uh, they went 10-4 and the year before, lost the Rose Bowl game, but won the Pac-12, and looked like they were going to have a decent season. Uh, went 8-5, and but they weren't as good as their record showed. They only went 4-5 and in conference play and lost to some pretty bad teams. They lost to Stanford, who was only 4-8 and this year, and they lost to Colorado. Yeah, they lost to Colorado. They were pretty inconsistent, too. Uh, they put up a good fight against Utah, but again, they lost to Colorado. They, you know, they they lost to Cal, but they stomped a mud hole in Boise State, which nobody saw coming, but, I mean, that, that happens. Um, this team is going to be terrible this year. This team is always pretty decent. They do lose quarterback Jacob Eason, which is going to be tough for them, but we will see what they build on. Um, I can't remember the exact finishing of every single team, so we're just going to go ahead and move on to the next team in the Pac-12 North, the Washington State Cougars. Washington State had a lot of hype behind them, especially behind me. I had them going to the playoffs, which I knew I was high on them going into the season, but I didn't expect them to go this far down. They finished 11-2 and in 2018, and were in prime position to win the Pac-12 North and possibly make it to the playoffs, but Washington had other plans. But it looked like they were going to have another good season. Started out 3-0, ranked in the top 25, and then UCLA walked into town and came back from, what, a 35-point deficit and knocked them out. Then they kind of fell apart. Lost two straight, knocked out Colorado, then lost two more straight, despite a very, very, very close game to Oregon, which that's going to come up later. Made it to a bowl game, but lost in the Cheez-It Bowl to Air Force. So not a great season for them. Plus, they lose head coach Mike Leach and quarterback Anthony Gordon. They do have Max Borgie coming back at running back. Arguably the best running back in the Pac-12. Next team I want to go over is Oregon State. This team actually had a surprisingly good season for Oregon State standards. Most people expected them to win maybe two games, you know, take out Cal Poly, which they did, and then maybe one Pac-12 opponent in there, but they went 5-7, and seven, which is really good for them. They knocked out UCLA, the same UCLA team who beat Washington State. You know, they took them out on the road. Uh, they knocked out Cal, who finished 8-5, and five. yeah, uh, beat Arizona pretty hard, and then knocked out Arizona State the week before Arizona State went to play Oregon. So kind of put them in a trap game situation right there. You know, right between USC and Oregon for Arizona State. So, I mean, they only finished 5-7, and seven, but that's a good season for them. Next up in the Pac-12 North is Cal. This team, their beginning of the season was really, really good. Their end of the season was really, really good. The middle was not. Their first four games, they started out 4-0. and oh. Their last five games, they went 4-1. and one. Their middle four games, they went 0-4. Oh they started out, again, 4-0. and oh. Uh, knocked out UC Davis, upset Washington for the second year in a row, beat North Texas, and went on the road and knocked out Ole Miss. Then they had a home showdown against Arizona State and kind of fell apart. They lost to them, then they lost to Oregon, then they had a bye week to try to get things together and then proceeded to lose to Oregon State, and then got blown out and shut out by Utah. 
and they had their second bye week and really started to pick things back up. They knocked out Washington State, got blown out by USC, but USC was a good team, took out Stanford and then UCLA, and then finally put a exclamation point on the season by knocking out Illinois in the Red Box Bowl. But this team has a good bit coming back. They, I think, are fourth in the Pac-12 in returning production, 33rd in the nation, but they are first overall on offensive returning production. So yes, their defensive returning production is low, but that offensive production is immaculate. It is terrifying, and it's going to be fun to watch this team play. Finally in the Pac-12 North is Stanford. Stanford was one of the best teams of the decade. They had Bryce Love, Christian McCaffrey, Andrew Luck had a Rose Bowl win back in 2015. They had finished 9-4 and four back in 2018. Their only losses coming to really good teams against the Pac-12 South champion, the Pac-12 North champion, Washington State, and Notre Dame. All very, very good teams. So it looked like they were going to put together a good season in 2019, and they didn't. Um it kind of showed immediately what was going on. Uh, they beat Northwestern, which looked good, but then got blown out by USC, then again by UCF, and then beat down by Oregon. And they strung together a couple, a couple more wins <laughs> against Oregon State and Washington, and then took out Arizona a couple weeks later, but ultimately only finished 4-8, and eight, which is not good for this team. I think that they'll be able to get a little bit better next year again with the lack of games it's not going to show in the record but we'll have to see because this is a good program and i think they're going to get better so now moving on to the pac-12 south first off is pac-12 south champion utah everyone kind of i didn't see it but everyone really kind of saw utah as a very good team coming into this year they went 11 and 3 an 11 and 1 regular season they only lost one game to rival usc on the road and it was only by one score um so it looked like they were in prime position to make the playoffs and then they had the pac-12 championship game and they hadn't played let me rephrase that they hadn't beaten any really solid teams their best win was against probably washington by five points and it showed uh they lost by 22 in the pac-12 championship game and then they were completely broken and lost to a seven and five texas team by 28 yeah that that that, that happened um i i want to say this team is going to be good next year but i don't think they will they have both overall and defensively less coming back in the nation than everyone and it's not like their offense is doing any favors for them too they're 105th in the nation and have less than 50 percent coming back there yes um kyle whittingham is a great coach but losing all these players is not a good thing so we'll have to see how they do next year next is usc this team frankly pretty inconsistent um eight and five I, I don't know how you do it. Um, you start out 2-0, you lose to BYU in overtime. Then the following week, you follow it up by knocking out Utah. Then you lose to Washington and Notre Dame in back-to-back -back weeks. 
two consecutive wins against Arizona and Colorado. Got a home matchup against Oregon. Even if you don't win, it's going to be close. Nope. You lose by 32. Then you beat Arizona State, Cal, UCLA. You're on a three-game winning streak. Then you have your game against Iowa in the Holiday Bowl. Should be a fun game. Nope. Again, you lose by 25. What is up with this team? Why are they like this? Why were they so inconsistent? I don't know. But this team has a lot coming back. They're fifth in the nation in returning production. They have Keaton Slovis, one of the best quarterbacks in the nation, coming back to them. And they're seventh in the nation on defensive returning production. So this team's got some, I, I think, frankly, with a new schedule, not having to play Alabama, I think they got some playoff implications this year. So um, next is Arizona State. Arizona State was a pretty good team down the stretch. Uh, started off, or they finished eight and five. Started out four and zero, or I'm sorry, not four and zero. Started out five and one. Uh, beat Kent State, Sacramento State, a ranked Michigan State team on the road. Then that they got upset by Colorado. Didn't let that slow them down. Went and knocked out the last undefeated team in the Pac-12 in Cal. Took out Washington State on a last-second, like, helicopter touchdown. And then they fell apart a little bit. Uh, looked like their season was doomed. Lost four straight to Utah, UCLA, USC, and Oregon State. And then the Ducks rolled into town. Ducks sitting at 9-1. and one, And then, boom, Arizona State just goes off. Um, beats them pretty good. Um, beat rival Arizona. And then beat Florida State, despite what the score says, pretty soundly by six in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. That is the best bowl name. Nobody can tell me differently. Next up in the Pac-12 South is the Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, Colorado's not a good team. I mean, they went 5-7, and seven, which is decent. Um, but they were also really inconsistent. Like, they started, you know, they beat Colorado State down pretty hard, then beat a ranked Nebraska team in overtime, lost to Air Force the following week in overtime, then they beat Arizona State, then they lost... Five straight against Arizona, Oregon, Washington State, USC, and UCLA. Then won two straight somehow against Stanford. And yeah, Washington. They beat Washington. I still don't get it. And then they got blown up by Utah. This team is not going to be a good team at all in any way, shape, or form next year. And they also suffer a lot by losing their easy games against teams like Colorado State. They are super low in returning production. They're 115th in the nation. They... And that's overall 120th on offense and 70th on defense. They lose their head coach, Mel Tucker. Colorado fans are not happy because he was a first-year head coach. As well as star receiver LaVisca Chenault. I believe he went to the Jaguars. So, yeah, have fun, Colorado. Um, next is the UCLA Bruins. Another pretty inconsistent team, but another team that I frankly think was a lot better than their record show. They started out really bad, lost all three of their non-conference games to Cincinnati, San Diego State, and Oklahoma. Then, as talked about before, had an epic comeback against Washington State, lost two straight to Arizona and Oregon State, and then they rattled off three consecutive wins against Sanford on the road, Arizona State, and Colorado. And they weren't close wins. They were all by at least 10 points. Then they sadly lost their final three to Utah, USC, and Cal. But all three of those were eight plus win teams. But I mean, after those first three games, they went four and five on the rest of the season, plus in conference play. So DTR, I think is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the nation. So watch out for the Bruins next year. I think they're going to be a threat. 
Then finally is Arizona. God, I feel so bad for Khalil Tate. I mean, he was such a good quarterback, and they kind of broke him. Um, this team started off really strong and kind of fell apart. Uh, lost to Hawaii in week zero, but had that bye week and looked like it, they, it was going to be better. They beat Northern Arizona, Texas Tech, UCLA, and then Colorado on the road. They were 4-1, and one, and they were undefeated in conference play. Then they kind of lost seven straight to Washington, USC, Stanford, Oregon State at home, Oregon, Utah, and Arizona State. Not a great way to finish the year. And next year doesn't look like it's going to be the hottest either. I do, frankly, okay, I do think they're going to pull off some big upsets, and we'll get to that. But they're, you know, they're, they're pretty high on returning production which is good for them. They're 30th in the nation. And, you know, that's overall, while offensively it's 63rd and defensively it's 24th. The problem is Arizona really hasn't been a solid team in a few years. You know, 2018, they only went 5-7 and seven, despite that boomer of an upset against Oregon. The last time they had a winning season was 2017, when they went seven and six and the last time they had a 10 win season was in 2014 when they had that fiesta bowl loss and pac-12 south championship against oregon so it's been a minute since they've really been good which is a bummer for them so now that we've talked about all the teams from last year gotten a little bit of an idea of where they were let's take a look at where they're going so again, we'll start with the Pac-12 North. I'm going to do it a bit of a different order, but it's going to be North and South. And um, you know what? Actually, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go in order from lowest finish to first finish for each division. So first in the Pac-12 North, I have the last place finisher being the Oregon State Beavers. This team really, really hurts by losing their non-conference games. And the schedule gets shifted around. I thought this team was going to be close to a bowl game. Um, I think I did a full episode on them. I think I said at the time they were going to go 6-6. Six and six, Kind of shifted closer to 4-8. and eight, But they had non-conference games against... I can't even remember. It was an FCS opponent and then some other, some other easy team. But looking at their schedule, um, the one team they avoid is USC. Which that's a good thing. Because USC is probably going to be the best team in the Pac-12 South. And one of the best in the conference. And their new game is Colorado, which is really good for them because that's going to be the worst team in the conference. So let's go week by week. Week one, I have Cal. If you listen or, yeah, if you listen to my ep episode on Oregon State, I believe I said I was going to have them beating Cal. But they do kind of get shafted here. It's at home. Okay, cool. But it's the one game in September. Oregon's not allowed to have fans until October. Yeah, they, yeah, that's a bummer for them. So that's one L for them. Next is UCLA at home. UCLA, as I said before, is going to be a great team. I think UCLA, UCLA is going to be able to go on the road to Oregon State and knock them out there. And then they have on the road at Utah. It's their first road matchup. If this was at home, I might give it to them. But the fact that it's on the road is really, really tough for them. So I have to give them the L there. Then they have a home matchup against Oregon. Yeah, that's... Yeah, Oregon's going to roll. 
Then they go on the road to Washington. If it was at home, I'd give them possible upset alert. Played them close last year, 19-17 loss. But again, being on the road, that's tough. So another L there. Then with week six, they go into their bye week sitting at 0-5. And I think they're going to kind of get things fixed here. They come out the bye week with Arizona at home. Arizona's not going to be a great team. And they beat down on them pretty hard last year. I think they're going to get their first one of the season here. Then they go on the road to Stanford. Stanford, yes, they had a bad season last year, but they're historically, especially this decade, a really, really good program. I think Stanford's going to get one on them this year. Then they have a home matchup against Washington State. They almost beat Washington State last year, and now they're playing without Mike Leach and without Anthony Gordon. So I think they will be able to take down Washington State here. They're now sitting at 2-5. and five. No, 2-6. and six. I apologize. And then they go on the road at Colorado. Colorado is going to be one of the worst, if not the worst, Power 5 program in the nation this year. I Frankly, I don't see them winning a single game. I know I'm kind of spoiling that, but I don't see them winning a single game. So I think they're going to go on the road and knock out Colorado. You saw what they did to them, I think it was two years ago. I don't know if that was a road matchup, but yeah, that happened. Um, and then they had Arizona State on the road. Arizona State's going to be way better than they were last year, despite losing Brandon Ayuk. Um, Keaton Slovis is a phenomenal, or I'm, I'm sorry, not Keaton Slovis, Jaden Daniels is an amazing quarterback for that team. So they finished the season three and seven, one and four in divisional play coming in in last place in the Pac-12 North. Next, in fifth place, is Washington State. Washington State, yes, they lose a lot, but they've been a pretty solid program this decade. Mike, or I'm sorry, Nick Rolovich is going to be a decent coach. Uh, he beat two Pac-12 programs last year and took Hawaii to a 10-5 season. They have Max Borgie coming back. So I think they're going to be okay this year. Their new game is USC, which that is not good, uh, despite the fact that they upset USC, I think it was, what, 2017? And they avoid Arizona, which doesn't bode well for them because Arizona won't be the best team in the nation. Um, I mean, it, you know, it's not the worst team to avoid. It's not the best team to avoid. So week one, they play Utah at home. I think they're going to knock them out. Utah's going to be nothing like they were last year. And I think they get the win here. Next, they have Oregon at home week two. I know, I know they're out Anthony Gordon. They're out Mike Leach. But I think they're going to beat Oregon here. And here's why. Here's why. Please don't yell at me. They almost beat Oregon last year on the road when they had Justin Herbert. Oregon is going to be still trying to find a quarterback. It's week two. And the following week, week three, Oregon will play Arizona State, the one Pac-12 team that beat them last year, and it's on a Friday, so it's a short week. So they're going to be worrying about that. They're going to look ahead because Washington State's not going to be a threat. Yes, I'm aware Washington State plays UCLA in week three, so they, they might look ahead a little bit, but I don't think you're going to overlook what's going to be the best team in the nation. I think Max Borgie is going to have a great day on the ground, and... You know, they're not going to be running as much of a passing scheme, I don't think, as Mike Leach. Granted, that's not saying much. All Mike Leach does is pass the ball. So Max Borgia, I think, is going to have a great day on the ground and be able to upset the Ducks. Then week three, they go on the road to UCLA. Same story, different place. UCLA is going to win. DTR is going to kind of run through them. 
Then the following week, they have Cal at home. Cal really doesn't have anything around them that might worry them. Um, you know, they're going to be fresh off a game against Washington right before Stanford. I know it's on the road, but I think Cal's going to be able to get one over on Washington State. Same thing as last year. Washington State's going to start off undefeated, then kind of fall apart a little bit. And they have their bye week, and then they play the Stanford Cardinal on the road. It's a Friday game. These Friday games, usually the home team wins. And I don't think it's going to be any different here. Stanford is going to be 0-4 at this point and really, really hungry for a win. And I think Washington State being, you know, kind of freaked out by not really knowing what is going on. I mean, they have a new head coach. They have a new quarterback. It's it's going to be tough for this team to adjust. And they're going to lose to Stanford. Following week, go on the road and play USC, their new game. USC, again, is going to be amazing. This is no contest for me. USC is going to knock them out. Going to be sitting here at 2-4 and four on the season before Arizona State at home. Look, Washington State, I think, is going to be one of the two upset kings in the Pac-12 this year because I think they're going to be able to beat Arizona State at home this year. Are they going to be the better team? No. But they played Arizona State close last year. It was a last-second touchdown by Arizona State that won. They're going to be... Again, they wouldn't have won a game since early October and are going to be hungry for a win. If you look at Arizona State's schedule, right before, where to go? Right before they play, I'm sorry, right after they play Washington State, they play USC. That, that's going to be the de facto Pac-12 South championship game. They're going to be really, really good, have a lot of wins at this point. And they're going to overlook this game. Um, and I think that Washington State's going to be able to capitalize on this. It's a very long travel. I think Washington State's going to pull off the upset here. Then they have a road matchup against Oregon State after an emotional win. And a matchup. This is a big trap game because it's after an emotional win against Arizona State before... A rivalry Friday matchup against Washington, and I think they're going to lose to Oregon State, as I said before. Then, the following week, yes, I know, Washington at home. Friday game, usually the home team wins. Washington has had Washington State's number forever, and I mean forever. The last time that Washington State beat Washington was in 2012. It has been eight years. The overall record is 74 to 32. Yeah. So, yeah. And then they have their final game against Colorado on the road. We've been over this. Colorado's going to be horrible. I think Washington State is going to finish this season of four and six. I'm not sure how bowl games are going to work this year, if they're going to make teams get no more than six losses, have to get six wins, go 500. I don't know. And then they're going to go one and four in divisional play. Yeah, they're going to beat Oregon and then lose to everyone else. So that's fun. Um, next up in fourth place in the Pac-12 North, I have Stanford. Stanford, first game or their newest game added to the schedule is Arizona State. Not a great team to have, especially since it's on the road. 
and the only team they avoid is Utah. So, I mean, you know, not a bad team to avoid, but not a great one. First game, week one, on the road at Washington. Washington's going to have revenge on the mind after getting upset by them last year. And so I think that Washington's going to be able to capitalize off that anger and beat them. Following week, look, this beginning stretch is brutal. I mean, it's terrible. Um, following week, on the road, Arizona State, Keaton Slovis, Keaton Slovis, not Keaton Slovis. I keep doing that. Keaton Slovis is USC's, USC's quarterback. Jaden Daniels is Arizona State's quarterback. Jaden Daniels is insane. I think Keaton Slovis because right after they play Arizona State, they have USC at home. That's where they play Keaton Slovis. They have, so I think these first three games are all going to be losses. I mean, because you have Washington, Arizona State, and USC three weeks in a row. That is brutal. Then you have your bye week. Then you play Cal. Then you play Cal. You have Cal on the road. That is not an easy game. Cal is going to be one of the best teams in the Pac-12 this year. And I think they're going to lose to Cal. Now, after that, as I've said before, they have Washington State. They're going to be very, very mad. They're going to be 0-4. This is going to be the easiest game yet. It's a Friday game. Yes, it's a short week, but... I think they're going to be able to take down Washington State at home the following week. UCLA on the road at UCLA. This is insane. This is insane. In the first seven weeks, in the first seven weeks, they play, in my opinion, five of the six best teams in the Pac-12. The only one they don't have to play in the first seven weeks is Oregon. So on the road at UCLA, DTR, we've been over this, is phenomenal. I think that he's going to have a good day against Stanford because UCLA around Stanford, they have a bye week before them and then they play Colorado, which is basically just another bye week. So um, there's that. And then they go on the road and they play Oregon State. It, or, I'm sorry, they don't go on the road. They have a home matchup against Oregon State. They're going to be trying to scrape together wins at this point. They're going to be, what, one in five? And assume I'm guessing bowl season. If bowl season happens, they're gonna every team's gonna have to go five and five, and so they're gonna be really scraping to get wins at this point. So I think they'll pick up a win against Oregon State. Then home matchup against Colorado, same deal. Sitting at three and five at this point. Then they go on the road at Oregon, and it's just not gonna be enough to the motivation to get to a bowl game. Isn't gonna be enough going up against Oregon. So I think Oregon is going to win this pretty hand, pretty pretty easily. Then road matchup against Arizona, or I'm sorry, home matchup against Arizona. This will be a tight game. I, I really went back and forth on this one, but home field advantage on these games, I just give it to the home team. So they finish four and six, two and three in divisional play. Then our third place finisher in the Pac-12 North, I have it being Washington. Um, Washington, I think will go about six and four. So taking a look at their schedule, as I've already covered, week one, Stanford, revenge factor, home game, you know the drill. Next week, they play Arizona at home. Again, home game. I think Washington's going to have fans in the stands at this point. So I think they'll pick up a win there. Then they go on the road at Cal. It's happened last year, happened the year before. Cal always has Washington's number, and Cal's going to be a way better team than they've been the last two years, and Washington's going to be worse than they've been the last two years. It's it's that simple to me. I mean, so I think Cal's going to be able to pull one over on them this year. Uh, then they have their bye week in week four, 
And then they have Oregon State at home. Again, went kind of back and forth on this. Washington already had a little bit more on their side, and the fact that they're at home is big for them. Then is the big game. They are three and one at this point and play Oregon, but it's on the road. Oregon's just way too talented, I think, with players like Kayvon Thibodeau, CJ Verdell, Panay Sewell. P pending that Sewell plays this season. Um, and so I think that they're going to drop this game. Then they have Colorado at home, Friday game. Looking over this. Colorado's going to be a horrible team. I've said this like 40 times in this episode. <laughs> um, and there's going to be some revenge factor to this as well, you know, losing them last year. Then they have a road matchup against Utah. Again, Utah uses a lot. Another bit of revenge factor here. And I think they're going to get a win against Utah on the road. So now they're sitting at 5-2 and two and have a home matchup against UCLA. This is going to be a lot of fun. I think UCLA is going to be sitting at about 5-2 about and two at this point. So same record. And I actually think that UCLA is going to be able to go on the road and knock out Washington. It might be a small upset, but I think DTR is very, very talented. I think UCLA is going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder, you know, trying to pull a win off against a talented Washington team. I mean, you know, this, this Washington team is very, very good, you know. And the last time that... Um, UCLA beat Washington was back in like 2016 and you know oh no I'm sorry it wasn't 2016 it was back in 2014 so it's been a minute um so I think you know this is a new game and it'll be fun to watch then they go on the road play Washington State I already talked about this Washington has Washington State's number all the time then road matching road matchup against USC. USC is going to be flying high, feeling good, and I think they're going to be able to knock out Washington. So Washington finishes 6-4, and 3-2 and two in divisional play. Uh, I can't remember if I've said this, but they avoid Arizona State, which is a good team to avoid. Now we have two teams left in the Pac-12 North, Oregon and Cal. And the second place finisher, I have it being Oregon. Um, you know, the old schedule, I had Oregon going undefeated in conference play. But the way the schedule lines up is just brutal. I mean, it's terrible. It's honestly awful. Um, again, they're going to have a lot of questions at quarterback with Justin Herbert gone. If Panay Sewell sits out, that's going to be a huge loss on the offensive line. Um, they avoid UCLA, which is really good. Uh, their new game is Utah, which isn't bad, but it's on the road. So let's take a look at their schedule. Week 1, Colorado at home. I think it was supposed to be in Boulder, but got switched. So that's just fun for Colorado fans. So then they pick up a win there. Again, the following week, they go on the road to Washington State. I think Max Borgie's going to have some fun here and run all over Oregon. They're going to overlook it, looking ahead to Arizona State. Then, again, as I said, following week, they're going to go and play Arizona State, this time at home. It's a Friday game. They're going to be pissed off after that, Arizona, or that Washington State loss, and I think they're going to roll over Arizona State. Then, on the road, Oregon State. I think they'll pick up another win here because Oregon State, yes, they had a decent season last year, but that was by Oregon State Stanford's stand, standards. <laughs> Oregon State isn't a great team. Then they have their bye week before a pretty tough stretch. 
They have Washington at home, which look would look like the de facto Pac-12 North Championship at the time. I think they'll win that. Then they have Cal. And this is a tough game, and here's 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 the real reason I have Cal winning. I don't think Cal's going to be more talented or even a better team than Oregon this year. Cal's going to pull off an upset here. It's sandwiched between Washington and USC. That's bad enough. And the fact that it's on the road makes it worse. USC, I think, is going to be undefeated at this point. So they're going to look ahead to USC, and they're going to lose to Cal. They're going to get upset here which is a bummer for, for Oregon because this is going to knock them out the playoffs. Then they have their game against USC, and I think they're going to win here. Um, you know, they looked ahead, so they have a bit more preparation, and I think they win this one. Then, after a very, very emotional win, knocking out an undefeated team, they have a Friday matchup against Arizona. Arizona, at this point, I think is going to be sitting at 1-2. and five no two and five after actually pulling off another upset which i'll get to in a minute they're going to be riding high after that other upset and with this friday game they're going to upset oregon you saw what they did two years ago they didn't just upset oregon they dismantled them they won by 29 which is insane and i think as i've said like three times here oregon's not going to be the only upset they're going to pull off I'm going to just say it now. They're going to pull it off uh, upset the week before against Cal. And one thing I've noticed is teams that pull off boomers of upsets, you know, Purdue beating Ohio State, Illinois beating Wisconsin, South Carolina beating Georgia. If, if you look close, there's a smaller upset they pull off in that season too. The year Purdue beat Ohio State, they also beat Iowa. When Illinois beat Wisconsin, they also beat Michigan State. South Carolina beat Georgia. They also beat Kentucky. There, there are smaller upsets, but they happen. And there's they usually come in pairs. So watch out for this. Then they, being mad after sitting at 5-3, and three, win their next two games versus Stanford and at Utah. So they finish second in the Pac-12 North, 3-2 in divisional play, 7-3 overall. And sadly... Because of just the way the schedule lines up, don't make it to the Pac-12 championship. So, yes, the first place finisher and the Pac-12 North champion, I have been Cal. So let's look through the schedule. First week, road matchup against Oregon State. As I've said before, fans aren't going to be in the stands. Cal's going to be a better team to win here. Then they go on the road to USC. USC is going to be head and shoulders above almost everybody else in the Pac-12 talent-wise. And so I think USC rolls here. Then Washington, as I've talked about before, Cal always kind of has their number. So I think they're going to win here. I'm sorry if I'm speeding up a little bit here. We're sitting at 40 minutes right now, and I want to speed it up because I know you guys don't want to be here. Plus, a lot of these games are already covered. Then road matchup, Washington State. They're a way better team. Get a win here. Then Stanford, home matchup. Get a win here. Being way better than Stanford, despite I think they lost to them last year. Maybe I'm wrong. So they go on to the bye week four and one. And th this is another reason I have them beating Oregon is because the week that Oregon plays Washington, Cal is a bye week. They have a week to prepare. So I think they get the win over Oregon at home. Here's another reason why I have them losing to Arizona. Cal's going to be sitting at five and one at this point. They just knocked out Oregon. They've beaten Washington. 
Pac-12 North should be smooth sailing from here. They go on the road at Arizona. This is a new game. This is not one they prepared for. This is not one they expected to play this year until a couple days ago when it came out. So they haven't been looking that hard. Arizona, I think at this point, is going to be sitting at 1-5. and five. They're going to be pissed. They're going to be angry that they're not better. And assuming that bowl season, you have to hit five wins, this is our last shot. So Arizona, I think, is going to let Cal in and, frankly, might just roll over them. I mean, in, in an insane fashion. We'll have to see what happens, but I think they will. So, again, like Oregon, or I'm sorry, like, um, I'm losing my train of thought. Like, yes, like Oregon, they're going to be sitting at about 5-2 and two at this point. Then they get the win against Utah at home. Then they play Arizona State on the road before playing UCLA. Jaden Daniels is phenomenal, as I've said before. Arizona State's a tough place to play. And I think they lose this one here. And then they have a home matchup against UCLA on Friday. I think they're the better team. And this is if they lose this game, they don't make it to the Pac-12 championship. So they really prep for this game and win it and clinch their shot in the Pac-12 championship game finishing seven and three in the overall and in the conference and five and oh in division and i'm not sure if i said this they avoid colorado which isn't a great team to avoid but they do now in the pac-12 south moving on there yes i know surprise my last place finisher is colorado it's not like i've talked about it this entire time look i've already bored you with why so i'm just run through the schedule week one at oregon no explaining needed Week two, Utah. Yes, it's a home game. This could be close. I will admit this could be this could be a decent game. They might win here. This is one of their most winnable games. So watch out for this. It's possible, but I think Utah's going to be a little bit better than them with Kyle Whittingham. So I think they lose here. Then on the road, Arizona. It's a road game. So on these games where I'm kind of back and forth, I give it to the home team. Then at USC. They've been in the same division since 2011, and they have never beaten USC. Even that year, they went 10-4 and and won the Pac-12 South and had one conference loss regular season. It was USC. They've never beaten USC, so there's that. Then they have a bye week before they play Arizona State at home. I might say this could be an upset, but Arizona State's going to have revenge on the mind. They're going to be mad, so I think they win this. Then the following week, same deal, except it's on the road. They play Washington. Friday game, revenge on the mind, Washington wins. Then they have UCLA. This could be an upset. Circle this one, circle this one, because they'll be sitting at 0-6, really nothing to lose at this point. They could just kind of go all out against UCLA, so be careful, but I think UCLA is a bit better. Then road matchup, Stanford. Again, this is another one where it's back and forth. Stanford, I think, gets the win. And then it's Oregon State. If this was early in the season, week one, week two, I might give it to Colorado. I'm and I, you know, I'm being completely honest. But it's so late in the year, they're going to be sitting at 0-8. They're just going to be done. They're going to be tired. And I think Oregon State gets the win over them. Same deal with Washington State the following week. Even though they're both at home, they're going to be tired. They're going to be defeated. And they're going to get the wins here. So they avoid Cal, which is a good team to avoid. Um, their new game is Oregon State. So they finish 0-10 and 0-6 in conference play. Then, the fifth place finisher in the Pac-12 South, I have being Arizona. 
Um, I know I've talked about them quite a bit with their upsets over Cal and Oregon, but let's go ahead and look through the schedule. Arizona State, week one. It's weird to say that. Um, home game. This could be an upset, but week one, they're still going to be figuring stuff out. So I think Jaden Daniels is going to be able to lead this team to the win over Arizona. Then, road matchup against Washington. Washington's just historically a much better program. Road game, I think Washington gets the win here. And then they have Colorado at home. We already went over this. Colorado takes the L here. Then they have a bye week, and they play USC. At home, possible upset alert. Be careful, because if you, you know the the only thing is USC doesn't really have a ton of bad games around it. They have a bye week after Arizona and Colorado before them. So, but still, they're coming off a bye week, so you might want to be a little careful. But I still think USC is going to get the win. Then they go on the road at Utah again. This is another 50-50 game for me, but I give the home team the advantage. Kyle Whittingham is still a phenomenal coach despite losing basically his entire defense. So they lose there. Then on the road, Oregon State. Same deal. Oregon State's going to be a lot better than the record shows. And here we are. Oregon State wins. Then, as I said before, they're going to be sitting at 1-5. and five. Then they play Cal and Oregon, and I think they knock out both in major upsets on the year. You know, I mean, we, you know, I talked about this quite a bit. Just the way the schedules line up for those two teams make it tough. So they're going to be sitting at 3-5 and five at this point, and then they have two road matchups against UCLA and Stanford in that order. If they were switched, I might give them the win against Stanford, but they play UCLA. I think they're going to be really, really hyped up after two big upsets, and UCLA is just going to shut it down. Um, they're going to overhype themselves, and UCLA is going to be more down-to-earth at their home Rose Bowl Stadium and be able to take them down. And so losing all bowl hope, they go on the road to Stanford and get knocked out there. So they go three and seven, one and four in divisional play. They avoid Washington State and their new game is Cal. So they, again, better than the record shows. So then in fourth place in the South, I have Utah. Yes, I have Utah jumping from First place to fourth, and they've really also hurt from the new schedule. I frankly think they would have made a bowl game if it was for that old schedule, but the way this new one lines up, it's going to be tough. So week one, they play at Washington State. As I talked about before, it's a road matchup. Utah is going to be trying to figure things out, filling a lot of holes on both sides of the ball. I mean, again, less than 50% on both sides coming back. So I think that think they take the L there then they go on the road to play Colorado they're gonna get pick up a win there home matchup against Oregon State win there then they go on the road to play UCLA on a Friday it's a short week UCLA is going to be a very good team this year very good offense I think they take an L there and go into the bye week two and two then they hit week six home matchup against Arizona who is still not going to be great at the time and hit three and two, and that's when the bulk of their schedule starts to hit. In five consecutive weeks, they play at Arizona State, Washington at home, at Cal, USC, and Oregon, which is their new game. Yeah, I think all five of those are going to be L's. All of them have a lot more coming back than them. 
Arizona State, Cal, and USC all have that offense coming back, or I'm sorry, they all have quarterbacks coming back. Oregon is going to have everything figured out by week 11. And Washington, again, is just a historically great program, so I think they hit 3-7. and seven. They do avoid Stanford, which that would probably be a 50-50 game, so kind of a bummer for them. Then in th third place in the South, there's going to be a clear division between the best teams and the worst teams in the Pac-12 South. Because in fourth place is Utah at three and seven, and at UC at I already spoiled it. UCLA is going to be the third place finisher. I have them going about seven and three. So let's take a quick look at their schedule. Week one, they have USC at home. Yes, I do think they're going to be a good team, but they're still going to be figuring things out a little bit. Week one. And UCLA is not a great way to start off the season, so I think they think they take an L there. Then they go on the road to play Oregon State. They're a much better team, so I think they pick up a win there. Home matchup against Washington State. We saw what happened last year. It's, it's going to happen again. So there's that. As I just covered, they have a Friday matchup against Utah at home. It's going to be a pretty easy win for them. Then they have a big game before they go into their bye week against Arizona State on the road. Again, this is a big 50-50 game for me. Um, but the big two factors that made it so I gave Arizona State the win is, one, Arizona State has a bye week before they play UCLA, and two, it's in Tempe. So I gave Arizona State a slight edge there, and they go into their bye week sitting at 3-2. and two. Then they have a home matchup against Stanford, which I think should be a pretty easy win for them. They're going to be a much better team than Stanford, and it's at home. Road matchup against Colorado. That's going to be another win at Washington. This is this is one I think is going to be a very fun game. I think they're very even teams. And I think that quarterback with DTR, plus having an experienced head coach, is going to be just enough to get them a close win. This, this might be the game of the year in the Pac-12 that nobody's talking about. So watch out for this game. I think they're going to get a win there. Um, then they have a home matchup against Arizona. They're going to shut down Arizona's dreams of making a bowl game at this point. And then they have a road matchup against Cal. At this point, they've kind of lost hope because I think that they'll be knocked out of the Pac-12 South Championship. And Cal has to win this game to get into the championship. So Cal's going to roll over them there. Plus, it's a short week. So they finish 7-3. and three. Now our second place finisher. There's two teams left, Arizona State and USC. I've seen people go back and forth, but I give USC the edge of winning the Pac-12 South this year. So Arizona State is their second place finisher. I have them finishing about seven and three. Uh, week one at Arizona, weird to have rivalry game week one. Arizona is still, again, going to be figuring a lot out uh, with the loss of Khalil Tate. Uh, so I think Arizona State's going to roll here. Then they have their new game against Stanford at home. Easy win there. Then they go on the road to play Oregon on a Friday. Oregon's going to be really mad, looking to get some revenge in there. And I think Oregon wins there. Then they have a bye week before they play UCLA. I discussed this with the UCLA overview. The bye week and having it at home gives them the slight edge. Then they go on the road to play Colorado. There's going to be some revenge factor in there. So I think they win that game. And then they have Utah at home. And I think, again, Utah loses everything. I know I sound like a broken record with this, but, you know, when you cover every game twice, you're going to repeat some stuff. Um, Utah gets an L here, and 
Arizona State is currently sitting at 5-1. and one. Their only losses to Oregon. If they went out, they can make the Pac-12 championship. In two weeks, they play USC, which should be the Pac-12 South championship, and they overlook Washington State. Max Borgie and the Cougars have things kind of figured out by now. And in playing at Washington State is enough for the Cougars to pull off the upset against the Sun Devils, and they lose that game, and then go on the road to play USC and get knocked out by the Trojans there. Then they have a home matchup against Cal. I think they're going to just be much, I think Arizona State's just going to be much more of an explosive offense, and they're going to be able to take out Cal, and then a home matchup against Oregon State, who they're much better than. So they finish 7-3. and three. They avoid Washington, which is really, really good for them, and their new game is Stanford. So they, they got pretty lucky with the schedule this year. Um, and then finally, the last team, the team that I think benefits the absolute most from the new schedule is USC. Their new game was Washington State, and they avoid, let's see, they avoid Oregon State here. Okay, so again, take a look at their schedule. I basically covered all these games. So again, week one at UCLA, I think they're going to roll here. They, I think, are much more experienced. Then they have a home matchup against Cal. Again, a lot more experience in the quarterback position. And have a lot more coming back, especially on defense. They get the win there. Then they go on the road to Stanford and get a win there. Colorado at home, easy dub. Then at Arizona, could be, I would circle this as an upset if they didn't have a bye week the following week. So they're sitting at 5-0 and going into the bye week. Then they have Washington State at home. They're going to be much more explosive on offense this is going to be a shootout game but i think usc is ultimately going to win then they have they're sitting at six and oh and have a road matchup against oregon i'm aware oregon i said they're going to finish about seven and three but oregon i think is still a very talented team and i think it's enough to get oregon to give usc their first loss of the year then they finished the season with Arizona State at Utah and Washington. Not a terrible finish. And I think they win all three of those pretty handedly. Arizona State's going to be a shootout. But again, having it at home is a big deal for them. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be weird. I believe week eight, that is, um, yeah, both Pac-12 South contenders are going to lose their games. But... So the Pac-12 championship is now set. You have 9-1 USC versus 7-3 Cal. Um, yes, Cal's had some, in my opinion, Cal's had some time to get things figured out. Um, and I know teams usually don't win twice, but I think USC is head and shoulders above Cal. And they win the Pac-12 championship over them pretty soundly and move to 10-1 on the year and frankly, I think are going to be in prime position to make the playoffs. They wouldn't have lost a game since week eight on the road against Oregon, a very good team. They will have beat potential top 25 teams in Arizona State, and they will have beaten Cal twice, uh, Washington. So they've put together a pretty solid resume for making the college football playoffs. So yes, USC is my Pac-12 champion. Cal is my Pac-12 North champion. And yeah, that is my complete overview for the Pac-12, reviewing the standings. Pac-12 North in sixth place, I have Oregon State at three and seven. At fifth, Washington State at four and six. Fourth, Stanford at four and six. Third, Washington at six and four. Second, Cal Oregon at seven and three. And first place, Cal at seven and three. 
And then in the south, Colorado at 0 and 10, Arizona at 3 and 7, Utah at 3 and 7, UCLA at 7 and 3, Arizona State at 7 and 3, and first place USC at 9 and 1. I managed to keep this under an hour. It was close, but I managed to keep it under an hour. So thank you guys so much. Uh, as I'm recording this, the Big Ten has just dropped their schedules. So expect a Big Ten episode coming out soon. Um, yeah, with that, I'm your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, recording, as always, from the center of college football, signing out.